Is this thing still on? I think they can hear us a bit better now. Should we keep talking? Of course. Let's say it louder for those in the back. Hi, and welcome to the Green Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion about health and healthcare. My name is Amy Archibald Burley. And my name is Sarah Fung. And we are your podcast hosts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, or any other podcast platform, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can get updates on new episodes. If you love our podcast and our advocacy work, please go to www.grittynurse.com and click on the Support Us button. This will give you access to exclusive episodes and early releases on a monthly basis. This will help us with the cost of running the podcast, the time and energy to put out awesome and informative episodes. And for that, we thank you and we appreciate you. Hi and welcome everyone this week. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to really start this episode because really, I think the last week we just saw, you know, work that women had been doing well before our time, kind of, you know, women who paved the way, racialized women, um, intersectional feminists, people that were a part of the movement, really, you know, talking about rights that, you know, uterus holding folks had uh, 50 years gone from a, a variety of different U.S. states. And I, we know, we knew that the document was initially leaked about what the Supreme Court justices were going to do and we're talking about overturning it i can't believe that roe v wade is overturned and i think the the scariest thing is okay you know that's really peeled back women's rights but it's not going to stop abortions it's going to just stop safe abortions and i think that's the scariest part about this whole thing right when i read the news i was dumbfounded and i i know i probably shouldn't be at this point but it was just one of those times in the last two years i have felt like this the first time was when i found out that donald trump was running for president and the second time is when i found out that they actually did overturn roe v wade Um, but before we get any further i just want to give our listeners a quick summary of what we're talking about So the U.S. Supreme Court voted to strike down the nationwide legal right to abortion on Friday, June 24th, 2022, paving the way for individual states to heavily restrict or even ban the procedure. It was previously protected by Roe v. Wade, a landmark ruling in 1973, which allowed abortions to be performed before a fetus would be viable outside the womb. The 6-3 decision to override Roe v. Wade, which has led to the immediate recriminalization of abortion in nearly half of U.S. states, came in large part thanks to three right-wing justices installed by former U.S. President Donald Trump, whose nominees to the court were vetted by ultra-conservative lobbying groups. And 13 states have already passed so-called trigger laws to automatically outlaw abortion in the aftermath of Friday's ruling. So we're talking about a major change to a case which really, I think it propelled women's rights forward. And here we are back again. And, you know, I was actually looking at the list of countries which have banned abortion and the U.S. has now joined uh, a small number of countries which I feel like really have oppressive 
policies towards women's rights and reproductive rights. I really don't know what to say. Like it's it's crazy that when we think about these types of situations and we think about, you know, these movements that women had or, you know, um feminists have had, it it just it just makes me think to myself that I, like women are less, right? And I know that's a crazy thought, but it's maybe it's not a crazy thought because I can't think of one situation or one case or one precedented law in which men are treated this way. You know, even just like, for example, Britney Spears in the conservatorship, like how many different cases of individuals were there that had similar situations to her and weren't put under a conservatorship like hers? Or, you know, the fact that we're like, we're sitting here again, talking today about abortion and abortion rights, or just fundamentally the right to make a decision about our own body. It's it's scary. And I think the scary thing is this has implications for for other things being overturned, right? I hear the term state rights and I shudder because I think about slavery. I think of other things that I think about miscegenation laws. So like laws in relation to, um, you know, marriage, marriage outside of your, your culture or your race, as some would say. How far back are we going to peel or, or how, how far are we going to, you know, move the dial on some of these these things that people consider to be state rights when we should really be talking about just like human rights, right? It's a really, really troubling time for a lot of us folks that feel that this is overreach. And I mean, we have to touch on the whole aspect of religion, right? It's funny where they're just like, oh, you know, in America, we we keep religion out of politics. Well, that has never happened. Like, I would love to know at what point in time religion had ever been kept out of politics. The fact that they have the death penalty. Like, there's so many things that we can list that speak towards, you know, pushing religious beliefs onto other individuals. And again, this is just another huge overreach. And I heard one of the Supreme Court justices on a video today, he was like saying like, North is North, right is right. And it's just like, what makes him determine what is right? What makes him determine if he says this is right, it's right. Like, it's just crazy that this individual, or I should say six out of the nine decided to say, well, you know what? You don't have that right. You don't actually have that right. We're going to make that decision for you. Women don't have the right to to their own bodily autonomy or folks who have uteruses don't have rights to their own autonomy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think that no matter what situation you're in, if you decide to have an abortion, it's not an easy choice to make. Like I know there are many different reasons, a hundred and you know, thousands of different circumstances, why a woman would want to have an abortion, but now you've just made it a thousand times more difficult and challenging. And you know, I can say that when I worked in an abortion clinic, I had a box of Kleenex ready on the desk because it didn't matter what situation women were in. It was a difficult choice to make. And a lot of times we would have to say to them, if you're getting put under, you need somebody to pick you up when you go home. It's just procedure. And I can't tell you the number of women who would sign an AMA saying that they didn't have anybody because there wasn't right. a single person they could trust to tell that they were having this procedure to pick them up. So they literally would take a cab home 
by themselves because they were so ashamed of what they had done. And we're talking about in a country where it is legal. I can't even imagine now what women would be going through in the United States who are trying to just do the right thing for themselves and their families. Yeah, I mean, even just talking about what when we had Adrian from uh, Nursing Uncensored, when she was talking about when she worked at Planned Parenthood, how people would have to walk through crowds of people, you know, yelling at them, calling them murderers, this, that, and the other thing, protesting outside of these uh, these facilities. And I mean, that's just that additional added unnecessary pressure and stress that, that we don't need. And I mean, one of the things I, I had been noticing online too is a lot of folks are sharing their abortion stories. And you know, I've always said storytelling is powerful. Um, sharing your stories and your experiences through the written word or through, you know, your your own expression. I think that's super important. But I also want people to also realize that we don't need the stories. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what that person, why they decide to make that choice. And they made that choice and that's their choice to make. And I think that I, I don't I don't want people to feel that they need to tell their story for people to, you know, listen to them, hear them. I find it frustrating and I find it so like so overwhelmingly sad. I think just this week alone, I've probably read like 40, 50 different stories. And it's almost every every individual seems like they're pleading with people to understand what is happening. And I and I I get that. I get that. But it's just like we're at this point where we're feeling that we need to plead with people to believe us or to listen to us or to have compassion or to have sympathy when really this is one person's decision and one person's decision alone. Like we, I wouldn't be sitting there and be like, oh, you know, this person in their house is eating corn. I'm going to judge them for what they're eating when they eat it, where they eat it. It's like, no, that's going into that person's body. That's their decision to do X, Y, and Z. It's not like that is their decision. And I feel that the fact that, you know, because I was, I was compelled. I was like, maybe I should tell my story or share my experience or talk about my ectopic pregnancy and how, how, how it felt when someone was like, oh, you know, there is a heartbeat, but we are going to have, we have to do X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, I can't feel that I need to explain myself away because this is a choice that I feel was, well, one, it, it saved my life. And two, I had to make. And I, I, I could never begrudge someone to make that type of decision because it is their decision to make. And I just, I find this overwhelmingly stressful. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't have all the right words to say, like, how stressful I actually find this. But it's just, what what do we need to do? What do, what do, um women need to do what do folks with uteruses need to do what do you know cisgender men need to do like what what is it that what is the point what is the solution what, what is it that we need to get to and the one thing that keeps coming to me is just like burn it all down like not 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 physically like i mean not like lighting a torch to an actual building but it's just like for us to actually be heard we're gonna have to like really fuck it up like we're gonna really have to go out there and be like this is the shit that we can't take anymore we can't stand by and allow our rights as a human being to just be pulled back like like we're nothing we have to have this say and I'm just afraid of what will happen if we don't if we there's so many things Sarah that I think 
in this life we just let go it's like okay you know we watched this whole like back to this whole Britney Spears thing we watched the conservative ship and we were all like oh this is horrifying like how can someone how can this happen to one individual and we talked about countless other people this was was happening to or you know we watched we watched you know lots of other things in terms of women's rights being peeled back we watched the fact that you know we have catholic hospitals here that don't provide all sorts of additional services like we and we just you know fine we won't go there we'll just go to another facility or we'll we'll do this and like we just kind of well it's 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 almost like well it's not our problem well, this is our problem wow there's so much there to unpack first thing is when you mentioned britney spears i remember reading something about how she said she was forced to wear an iud under her conservatorship right so who knows what else she was forced to do that we haven't she also wasn't allowed to get married right so who knows if she was forced to have other medical procedures that we don't even know about that maybe um, she isn't allowed to talk about or who knows what's happening. And I, I just find it a weird coincidence that her conservator was her father of all people, right? Like we're talking about the patriarchy here and someone who wasn't really even involved in her life that much up until that point. And I just feel like there are so many other people out there that didn't have the support or the celebrity status that she did who are going through things that are just as bad, if not worse, and we don't hear their stories. And um, just talking about, you know, trying to justify why you need to have an abortion, I feel like just feeds into the whole empowerment movement. So if women were really empowered, and we allowed them to make choices over their bodies, they wouldn't need to justify it. We wouldn't even need to ask. It's like, let's say you wanted to get your eyebrows waxed. You don't need to justify to anyone why you're doing it. You just go and do it. And I wish it was as simple as that for something that, as you and I know, both having our own kids, um, having a baby is probably the most life-changing thing you can do, right? Physically, mentally, financially, even professionally. It affects you so profoundly in all of these different ways. And for you to not have that choice or that power is just so incredibly backwards. Yeah, like, I mean, I was reading some of the the statements like for example like in ohio now if you if you if you're like if you were to be raped or if you were to have a fetal anomaly that is fatal like it doesn't make any sense like it's just i i need to understand this so like folks who are out there in the like u.s supreme court or people who really understand this like how is it that that these court justices have so much power like it's like they have like absolute power to make these decisions and I was saying, I was like, oh, you know, could could Biden write executive orders? Can like, like what are uh, what other things can be done? And it's just like I keep getting all these random answers that really don't provide clear solutions. And it's just like, well, we we need to overturn this again. It's just, it's a very scary place when you have laws that are put in place that really. I would say are like human right, but it's like, it's, it's a huge, it's virtually like a human's right violation. Mm -hmm. I think about some of the statistics in terms of intimate partner violence and they go up higher with women who are, or pregnant or um, folks that have, you know, uteruses that are in these relationships. I think about here's another chance where, you know, women, fem femicide is going to be on the rise because can't make that decision can't can't take that can't you know actively say well i i'm going to stop this from happening or the fact that just people are going to do it regardless right like i i saw um it was just actually downtown toronto 
there was a, at the Dyke March, they actually had like a huge hangar and they were walking down the street with this huge hangar. We've seen the pictures. We've heard the horror stories of, you know, back alley deals, people doing it on their own, having a friend sitting next to them to make sure that they don't pass out and die. Like this is, this is what we're going to come to. This is what we're going to be seeing and facing and having to deal with. And I mean, I'm back in Matt Child, right? Like I'm back in OBS and as much as it's not a problem here, and we'll hopefully touch on that at some point in time because um, some crazy shit's happening here in um, right here in Ontario. I can only imagine being an OBS postpartum nurse in the States right now and the stuff that they're going to see or, you know, even working in the ED ICU because those are the doors, right? They come in through those areas and I think people like people are going to do a lot of messed up stuff because this is just not right. Like fundamentally, this is just not right. This is such a horrible, horrible thing. I have to be honest, I'm scared for what may come next. I mean, the fact that this one Supreme Just, uh, Court Justice was just like, you know, North is North, right is right. This is just right. What else do they think is just right? I heard some talks about, you know, well gay marriage shouldn't be a thing so they're gonna just annul gay marriages slavery was a state's right are they gonna just peel back the fact that you know well we need them working again we need to force this modern day slavery again like what else are they going to continue to come for right it's just i'm i'm genuinely concerned for the psychology of what's happening in the in the u.s because you know sarah this shit trickles right downhill right yeah i mean up until recently i thought roe v wade was set in stone i really did and then when that leaked document came out i started to get scared but i didn't want to let myself go there i didn't want to think about what would happen if it was overturned and then when it was i was saying to my husband can they overturn the overturning of you know, Roe v. Wade? I don't know the answer to that. And the part that really baffles me is that President Biden is not in support of this. He's not. And it makes me think that Trump had planned this years and years ago. Like, this was his plan all along. Oh, this, like, I mean, one of of the things, you're right, Sarah. So this is like a slow game. So if you look at like U.S. politics, one of the things that and it happens all the time. So, you know, like, uh, for example, like the De- Democratic Party, let's say they they win. Right. So like, let's say uh, Obama's in power. They tend to end up losing the Senate, the House, because like Mitch McConnell and all these guys, they like the whole thing was to really get more Republicans in the Supreme Court. Right. And they played the slow game. So there was a time when, you know, there was discussions that Ruth Bader Ginsburg should step down because she was old, <laughs> right? Like she did a lot of great stuff. No, 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 no one was not an that. old white man being told to step down because he's too old, right? But people were just like, you're old, like, just like, you know, but, but like it happened, it happened after she died where there was another state justice like, I'm 70, I'm going to just like go away. But essentially, there was a time that, you know, we could have put another Supreme Court justice in. Well, not we, but like the Democrats could have put in another Supreme Court justice that would have been Democratic and it would have at least balanced, (laughs) tried to balance the Supreme Court justice. And she didn't step down. So what happened was she died. And um, Donald Trump 
put in, well, they put in Amy Coney Barrett, right? And it's just like, oh, so they ended up having more Republicans in. And then essentially, um, although Joe Biden won as Democrat, he has no right, power. Right. He's he's there. He's a figurehead. But the thing is, he, he has no power because there are Senate people on the Senate that that are supposed to be Democrat, but they don't act like Democrats. So essentially, whenever he tries to get a bill or a law passed, these two particular folks, are Chris Manchin and Kristen Cinema, they essentially just say no. They say like no to everything. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right, right. They played the long game. The Republicans won out, and essentially, that's the situation. There's like, it's just heavily, heavily Republican, and they throw their religious beliefs into it, and they feel that life begins at conception, which is crazy. Again, I fully believe this. Where they say, you know, they think it's so important to take care of this life up until it's born. And then when it's born, they don't give a shit. Exactly. Like- they have all these shootings happening. They have poverty. So many, over 400,000 children in it that need an adoption. If it was actually about saving a child's life, we know it's not. We know it's about power and control. Control over women and women's bodies. And I, I think back to um, a book I read. I don't know if you've heard of this book before. It's called Freakonomics. But it was written about 10 years ago, and they actually have this chapter about... So the book Freakonomics is about making um, random connections between things that you wouldn't normally think have a connection, right? And there was actually an entire chapter about where have all the criminals gone? Because from 1990 to the early 2000s, it actually decreased a lot. And they looked into various different reasons for why that might be. Like, was it because of harsher uh, prison sentences? Was it because of capital punishment? Was it because of policing? And they actually found a connection between when Roe v. Wade was enacted to um, the 1990s. Because if you think about how old these kids would have been that never got born, they would have been right around the age to, you know, start committing crimes. And so they've actually said that Roe v. Wade prevented thousands of criminals from ever existing, really, because women know, right, when they're in, when they're not in a good situation to bring a child into the world, that's one of the main reasons why you might want to have an abortion. And I really worry about what the world is going to be like for our kids when they get older with all of these things happening in politics and repealing laws that really supported women and women's rights. Um, I don't know what's next. I really don't. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's like, it's such a wild time. And I mean, here's the other piece that I think we need to touch on too: the media, the media has a role to play here. I did see something quite disturbing. You know, we're on the media a lot. It was a tweet by Dr. Jen Gunter. So she's been on our podcast. She's a strong advocate for women's rights. She's an obstetrician. She um, now works in the States. The National at CBC reached out to her to to discuss um, abortion rights in Canada, to, to discuss abortion in the States. And I guess she must have asked who was going to be on the panel or whatever the case may be. And they were going to have um, a forced birther on, essentially. And she was just like, mm, no, this is not, a, we're, we're not trying to balance out the opinions here. This is not about balancing the opinions. 
this is about women's rights. This is about you, people with uteruses, their rights. This has everything to do with what they want. And this is not up for debate and negotiation. And she tore a strip out of the CBC. And I was like, yeah, you're damn right. And that's a smart question to ask. It's so smart to ask who's going to be on there because is it about is it about balancing out the panel or is it about giving voice to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about is yeah, going to be seriously. harmful harmful to what people think about this whole abortion uh, situation that we're in? No, absolutely. Like, and I mean, the the whole there is no debate. Really, there is no debate. the 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 cogs of this argument is just as a human being, they should have the right to choose what they want to do. And oh, this dovetails lovely into another aspect of the fact that I've seen people comparing this to the vaccine. Like, right, right. What? So I think we've taken, again, here, this term, my body, my choice, and just taken it too far. Because as far as I'm concerned, if somebody I know has an abortion, that doesn't have a direct impact on me. You do you. Like that that's your business. But if you choose not to get vaccinated, that is a very different situation. That's going to affect thousands of people who may or may not get COVID or whatever whatever other infectious disease we're talking about. I keep hearing about monkeypox and I'm trying not to go there, but that's oh, another no. thing that's coming that I'm not. No, don't go there right now. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, like, I mean, it, it's it's not the same thing. It just really fundamentally isn't the same thing. I think the fact that if, you know, let's say the government legislated the fact that, you know, if you don't take this vaccine, we are going to take something away from you. They didn't take anything away. It was, again, a choice. You had a choice to get a vaccine. And nobody was holding you down. Like, this is not. Nobody was holding you down, right? And fundamentally, it wouldn't change. it, It would, like, if you chose to not take the vaccine, you are you are that that is your risk benefit analysis when it comes to abortion or when it comes to life saving treatment it's not the same thing it is not if a woman or you know someone with a uterus is saying i don't want this or i've been raped or i've been coerced or i've been coerced by a male i or th- whatever the case may be it's not the same thing Okay, like it's you're not all of a sudden having this life that you didn't want or this this fetus that you didn't want or whatever the case may be. It's just not the same. And it just infuriates me when I see people saying, well, oh, the government tried to force the vaccine on me. No, they didn't. They said all these people are dying. This is the right thing to do and still gave the choice to to do it or not. But when it comes to this, how is it that? We don't have that choice. Where do we go from here? Like, I don't know. I think we talked a bit about the media and how the media plays a part in it, too. And I think what you and I can do is advocate for accurate coverage of this topic. I think that's a start. We're in a position to do so. But I mean, the average person, what what do you think we can do from here? Well, I mean, I think I again with the media, just like headlines and and, you know, um, when they're having these interviews, I think I understand the point of them being like, oh, we should have a balanced approach. But this particular aspect, it's not about balance. This is about human rights. This is about the right to your autonomy, to to that individual's autonomy. And there is no other side of the house. There is no other there is no debate on this conversation. 
because would we be debating this if it was a man? Mm -hmm. We wouldn't like this is ridiculous. So again, you know, this, this thought of the balanced conversation is ridiculous and we just have to call it out. Like I'm, I, I, my hat goes off to Dr. Gunter because, you know, maybe somebody would have went on and tried to have a conversation with this other individual and try to like, you know, go back and forth. But again, that's not helping. That's not, that's only creating the harm that we're already seeing occurring. And we have to just, we have to call it out. And she did a fabulous job of calling it out. And I have so much respect for her. The The other piece I think is we all have a role to play. I mean, even if you don't identify as a woman or you are an individual with a uterus or you're cisgender male or whatever the case may be, like, I think that this is huge. And we all have a role to play. We all have a role to make sure that we are fundamentally supporting human rights, the right to choose. I'm scared that people won't do anything. Like, I'm afraid that some folks will be like, oh, this doesn't really affect me. Mm -hmm. And those are the those people I'm most concerned about or the ones that are like, they just the patriarchy has beaten them down and they're going to do whatever their spouses say. Some of those people might be women as well. And and that's really concerning to have your own rights peeled back. I've, I've been seeing like, you know, celebrities and various different people saying, you know, let's start tweet about tweeting about all the Republican men that have made us have abortions. Or have paid for our silence. Whatever it is, whatever we have to do, I think we're going to have to do it because this puts us in a very, very, very bad spot. Yeah, I think that a lot of the mansplaining I've seen is infuriating because even the tweet that I put out, right? There was a lot of ne- there was a lot of positive comments. I won't get uh, I won't say that there wasn't, but the negative comments all seem to come from men, and I'm not saying that all men feel this way, but I can't help thinking about all the mansplaining that's been happening. Even as nurses in Canada, there are certain there are certain hospitals and organizations that are affiliated with different religious uh, groups, right, that don't perform abortions. And I think one thing we can do, actually, uh, as a group, is choose not to work for those organizations. We're in such a crunch right now for nurses that this is a way that we can actually send a message that we don't stand for these things. And we don't want to work for organizations who don't believe in women's rights and reproductive rights. And part of that is um, abortion. So I think that is one thing we can do. Yeah. How about we just not fund the, these Catholic hospitals? I mean, <laughs> if if they want to do their own thing and they their religious beliefs are, are such that they, they can't provide certain treatments to individuals, then they should get the funding on their own, get the people who want to specifically go to Catholic hospitals to pay for the funding. Why should it come out of my taxpayers' dollars? I think everyone has the right to choose. And if maybe we shouldn't be paying for that. Like, I I, I don't think maybe. I, I, I don't think we should be paying for that. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, it can't. Whoa, look at the states. I can't believe this is happening. Well, if it's happening there, it can most certainly happen here. Like, I saw just recently before I jumped on to record um, that there are signs going up in Ottawa, anti-abortion signs and like pictures of, I don't know, I don't think it looks like a fetus, but pictures of like fetuses and all of this nonsense because 
July 1st is around the corner and supposedly there's going to be another, you know, what, what do we call them now? The Freedom Convoy. Freedom as in D-U-M-B. Freedom, D-U-M-B. Yeah. <laughs> um, dog whistles for so many different things, right? We can't, we can't think that we have this Canadian exceptionalism and like, oh, you know, it's happening over there. It's not going to happen here. Watch what some of the p- politicians are saying. See what, you know, your constituents, your MP, your MPPs are saying. Pay attention. We need to pay attention. Like, I, we have to be like, no, this can't happen here. We don't have abortion laws here, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we won't have abortion laws here. I think this is, if there's if there's one thing I could say to everyone out there is please, please pay attention. And if you can donate funds to various, I think we'll drop some, or we'll put them in our show notes. Please, please, please provide whatever sort of support you can, whether it's talking to some folks about what's happening, whether it's, you know, um, sharing an opinion, sharing a thought, sharing um, your finances, your resources, your time, whether you can get out there and help support other people. We can't just let this happen because if it could happen there, most certainly it can happen here. And I don't want that. Do you want that, Sarah? Absolutely not. So I I would say stay silent no more. If you've never really gotten into politics or into controversial topics, I think this is now the time to do so because this affects anybody who has a uterus, anybody who's married to someone who has uterus. I, I feel like this affects everybody. And we really need to start making waves, start amplifying uh, voices and stories, and really just bring more attention to this issue. It's not just a woman's issue. One of the We haven't even talked about the intersectionality. We haven't talked about folks with disabilities. We haven't talked about racialized folks and the morbidity and mortality in relation to their outcomes we haven't talked about there's just so much that we can add to this conversation it's not just about women it's not just about it's not just about one singular issue it's not just about abortion there's so many things that this touches that we need we need to band together and we need we need to do right we need to make this is a human rights issue this is a human rights violation We need to protect the right to choose. Absolutely.